Welcome to Staying in the Black, a show about teachers and money. I'm Miss Black, a New York City educator, single mom, and personal finance translator. Join me as I build my runway to retirement. Each week, we'll share actionable steps, resources, and inspiration that educators can use to maximize their benefits and improve their personal finances. Staying in the Black means having more assets than liabilities and being able to pay off your debt without any problems. Stop living paycheck to paycheck and build a joyful life. Thank you for joining me. Hello and welcome to Staying in the Black. I'm Miss Black, your host, and today's episode is a book review, Build the Life You Want, The Art and Science of Getting Happier by Arthur C. Brooks and Oprah Winfrey. So you may be saying, hey, this is a personal finance podcast. Why are you reading a book about happiness? So I've reviewed two books that it's not about the money, right? By two different authors, Scarlett Cochran is one. I think Brent Kessel is the uh, the author of the other book. And it talks about the behavioral, the emotional side of spending money. But this book talks about, the reason that I'm reviewing this book here is because it talks about happiness. And oftentimes there's always the great debate money doesn't make you happy, you know, what does. And so one of my Sunday rituals on Sunday is to watch Sunday morning on CBS. I really enjoy it. I love seeing the sun, different sun pictures and the trumpet playing. It's part of my Sunday ritual. What can I say? So both authors were on the show one Sunday and I was really curious about the book. So I went to my library app and I put it on hold. And so both the audio and the ebook copy of the book came at the same time, which I was really happy about because there is um, a quiz in there and having the ebook was much more helpful to me than the listening to the audio book. But I digress. Let's jump into the review of this book and why I think it's important is because having read two books or reviewed two books about it not being about the money and oftentimes people spend money to bring them happiness or immediate like retail therapy, you know, what they think is immediate joy only to get the credit card bill months later and like they can't even remember what they purchased and they can't believe all the stuff they purchased cost this much. And so I thought it would be really interesting to read a book about happiness and how, you know, pursuing happiness isn't always monetary. And when I speak about this, it's not, I'm talking not the bare necessities that you need, you know, utilities, shelter, that sort of thing. So, but as we know, we have people who have, you know, who earn a lot more money. And as educators, you know, we, you know, depending on where we live and where we work, our salaries may not be that high, but like, what is the happiness about? How do we increase the happiness? So, you know, when I struggle with a book, I'm very honest with you. And I have read authors 
articles in the Atlantic about happiness and I always enjoy them. And I was like, oh, this was so nice. So what I discovered in reading this book is, you know, I already knew that he was a uh, a professor of happiness. He teaches at Harvard. He teaches this at Harvard, but he is really into the studies. He really likes to back up whatever he's talking about with a study, which was a struggle for me in this book. So throughout the book, he cites various studies. And if you're the type of person that studies confirm to you whether something is true or not, then this is the book for you. I don't need all of that. And so I struggled in reading and listening to this book because I was like, if he tells me one more study, I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to scream. But certain books kind of like never eat alone. I just feel the need to push all the way through. And I am so happy that I pushed to the end of the book. So the book starts with. um a note from Oprah and then a note from author. And they just kind of talk about, you know, why they have chosen to write this book and what it means to them. And then they start about Albina's, he starts with Albina's story, Secret, which is about his mother-in-law. Um, I think it was his mother-in-law and, you know, her journey and how, even though she was getting the closer to death, how happy she was. And so, he, the one, it's weird because the title of the of a chapter, chapter one is happiness is not the goal and unhappiness is not the enemy. And I think that's important when we're talking about happiness because both of them speak about how people struggle to define what happiness is. And I think because it's different for every person, but he has all these studies to help you figure out like exactly what it is. And once you have it in your head, and I think that's what I also enjoyed about this book is that it gave me a framework into by which to speak about happiness and my engagement. So there is a quiz in this book or a, an assessment called the Panis Assessment um, he walks you through it. You can read through it in the book. But I found in the, um, I guess, appendix or the notes of the book, there is a digital version. And I will put the link to the digital version of the quiz in the book. I mean, in the show notes. And the reason that I speak about that is because um, knowing where you land on this quiz is helpful for you to understand your baseline engagement with happiness. And so he goes through the um, the four quadrants. You can be a poet, a judge, a cheerleader. And why am I missing the fourth one? A poet, a judge, a cheerleader. And when the other one comes to me, I'll, I'll tell you. But you can be one of these four. Uh, one of these four people and that lets you know like what your baseline happiness is. And once you know what your baseline happiness is, you can take actions that he describes throughout the book to increase your happiness. And because he's using studies, 
It basically means engaging in activities or exercises that address. But once you know what your baseline is and knowing, hey, this is where I fit in this quadrant, it lets you know how to engage in the exercises that would be most helpful to you. So again, chapter one, happiness is not the goal and unhappiness is not the enemy. And then he speaks about managing your emotions and then there's a note from, from Oprah. So he goes to the studies and then she seems to come in and give you a little story to bring it all together. And then we go on to chapter two, which is the power of metacognition and just kind of viewing what you're feeling and your reactions to different things and how helpful or unhelpful they are when it comes to your pursuit of happiness. And so then chapter three, choose a better emotion. So you will experience different emotions. And if it's a negative one, you have to figure out like, not necessarily how do I just totally get out of the negative one, but how do I bring myself one emotion towards the positive, towards the positive. And it's not about being Pollyanna-ish. And again, he cites the studies and exercises that can help you do that. And then focus less on yourself. I thought this one was really interesting because, you know, we're always worried about like what other people think about us, which is focusing on yourself instead of just, um, you know, thinking about others and giving to others, which studies have shown (laughs) makes you happier. Um, It's so really some of the things that he cites um, in there is like, you're always worried about what somebody else, but what you'll find out is thinking about you. You'll find out generally they're not thinking about you. They're thinking about themselves. So it's really interesting and kind of some of the old quotes that, you know, your mom or your grandma may have said about, you know, um, not worrying about what other people are thinking about you. And, um, Then he goes into building what matters, which he talks about like your family, your faith, your work sort of thing. And chapter five is around building your imperfect family, like accepting your family members for who you are, for who they are. Um, And then he goes into friend, they go into friendships and then work that is um, work that is love made visible. And so it goes into like not only family relationships, but relationships with your partner. And then the final chapter eight, well, not the final chapter, but chapter eight is finding your grace. And it talks about spirituality, not just religion. And just trying to say like believing and practicing in something other than yourself is important. And then the conclusion is now become the teacher. Now as educators, this, and as an educator, it totally resonated with me and he cites studies here about how once you teach you're able to teach something to somebody else the more you've internalized it so going through this whole book again the first half was a struggle for me I enjoyed the second half of the book or the the final um three chapters probably or four chapters more than any other part of the book because it spoke about like your engagement with work, your engagement with your family, um, your engagement with 
you know, trying to deal, I don't know, deal or accept, you know, what it is and manage your responses to things, which helps you to be a happier person. I totally um, enjoyed his matter of fact way of talking about things. Um, And I think the book can be a bit overwhelming because you get all of these exercises. So in reading it, depending on where you are, you know, you may choose to engage in some of the activities. Um, I struggled with all the studies. I just felt like it was way too many, too many studies. But depending on where you are, and I think in his effort to write a book or to write a book that can address as many uh, scenarios as possible, he's giving you examples. There may be other people who read this book and find the first half much more engaging than the second half. But if we want to tie this to finances, it is about like not seeking happiness in things and or people, but really within yourself. And because so many people use money to try and make themselves feel better or to try and um, remedy a problem that really money is not equipped to address, I think this is a really helpful book to read on your your journey. I just have to forewarn you, like, it's a lot of studies. Um, but Oprah's little inserts and her little, her, her, her anecdotals, I think there are three or four in total, are really helpful um, in bringing the section all together um, for you to understand. So the highest leverage action step, I really think, is to read the book and to choose the sections that resonate with you and try one of them um, and see what happens, right? Be willing to explore a different definition or engagement around what happiness is. And I think you will be better for it in the long run. So again, the name of the book is Build the Life You Want, The Art and Science of Getting Happier by Arthur C. Brooks and Oprah Winfrey. If you read like I do, Bart from the library, because I swear I'd be poor if I purchase every book that I, um, that I read. And remember to stay in the black. Thank you for joining us this week at Staying in the Black. Subscribe to make sure you never miss a show and visit our website at stayingintheblk.com. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at stayingintheblk. If you like the show, please tell a friend and leave a review in iTunes so that we can continue to bring you amazing episodes. Thank you for listening. See you next week when...